Hello, Warwick. G'day, Coxie. I have something a little bit different today. I, I've I've pilfered a joke. Ooh. Mm. I was sorry. Go on. No, you, no, you go. <laughs> no, seriously, you go. I'm going. I was recently at a uh, a concert, like a long hot summer day concert thing, and oh, I was thinking there... of Billy Joel or something. But oh god, I'm not that old. Steady on. <laughs> There was a uh, charity there. They were doing recycling. So there was a bunch of people running around and picking up your cups or your beer cans or what have you. Um, and the founder of that charity, his name was Tencent Tom. Um, right. So Tencent Tom is working very hard to uh, create employment opportunities, if I've got this right, for disabled people, middle-aged people, you know, the, the normally disenfranchised people, the people that mm. don't have some opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing that with this recycling campaign. It was really cool. He's a lovely fellow. Anyway, he gave me this fantastic joke um, that made me giggle and roll around. I actually wrote it down. It was that good. So are you ready? Hang on. I'll just get my seatbelt and strap myself in. Ready, listeners? All right. Rock and roll. Why did the pine tree fall over? Mm, no. Because he had too many cones. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Boom, dish. <laughs> I did and, really like that one. And that, listeners, is why conservative middle-aged man was has marked this episode as explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Not because we got our potty mouths on, but it's like... Mm, are we going to get banned from Spotify for drug references? I don't know. I listened to my my nephew has a podcast with a couple of his mates and they are loose as heck. And they say every word that you could possibly think of and reference everything. And they're still out there on, on Spotify. So I think we're safe. I know. And you know what? Because this podcast, listeners, you may know this and you may not. Uh, this podcast was started... Almost 10 years ago, I think uh, the first episode went out uh, eight and a half years ago, nearly nine years ago, mm -hmm. just doing some quick maths in my head. And back then, uh, podcasts were way less numerous than they are now. Mm -hmm. Spotify hadn't really pushed hard into that space. And so if you did anything a little bit naughty and said a rude word and you hadn't marked your show as explicit... Good old Apple, who pretty much owned the podcast space at that stage, would just pull shows from, and they'd just block the feed and your show would disappear from Apple wow. Podcasts, which was death to a podcast. Yeah. And it took forever to get your numbers back. Whereas now with the proliferation, gosh, say that fast after a few beers. That's a very middle-aged man word. The massive number of podcasts that are out there in podcast land. Thanks for dumbing it down for me. <laughs> Seems to have um, watered down perhaps the the shock factor and the fear around people speaking about naughty stuff, rude stuff, inappropriate stuff. And uh, it's, I don't know, we're not talking about that today, but I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, Nick. I don't know. I think uh, we're going to delve right into the issues <laughs> right away here. I, I was actually sitting in the hairdresser yesterday and uh, a young fellow 
uh, is working there as a, uh, an apprentice, I guess, to do his barbering course, apprenticeship, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, lovely young fellow, this boy. He's, he's a gorgeous young man and he currently services mostly his mates or kids similar age. Mm-hmm. And the hairdress is, is full of middle-aged and older women um, and there's quite a few of us there and this young fella had walked in, the, the headdress or the barber was currently cutting someone's hair and one of his other mates walked in ready for his haircut and he just comes in with the C-bomb. What's up? Whee! And I'm, I'm, I absolutely went myself laughing. I thought it was hilarious how casual this kid strolled in, had no idea of what was going on around him, didn't even think for a minute to temper his language. But I think, and this is the point I'm trying to get to, I feel like there's been a real shift in perhaps the last five years where some of this has become really commonplace. I've got a house full of adult men. I listen to them with their mates. I don't like it. It's not necessarily okay and they're very good to temper it around me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's really, it's particularly in Australia, I think it's just become so such a part of their language and the way that they speak. It's, it's almost slang for them now. It's really interesting um, to see the change. Become normalised. Yes. There's actually some science behind that. I'm not going to bore everybody listening to this stupid by talking about it. <laughs> uh, so instead, I'm going to bore everybody stupid by talking about <laughs> something else that's very topical at this time of year. And it is, uh, well, maybe not commonly known as, but but tongue-in-cheek known as Yoffy. I always read it as Yoffy. Well, it depends if you're fancy like you or from way down south like me. <laughs> Can our <laughs> listeners tell that we're really trying to avoid talking about this boring subject? Uh, yoffy. End of financial year. E-O-F-Y. Feels and, like the world stops at the end of the financial year. Oh, it's a it's a topic that I think um, confuses a lot of people, probably scares a bunch, yeah. creates uh well what what we see nick as probably a lot of fear-driven action or inaction either one or or the other it's that kind of fight or or freeze response Mm -hmm. um from people in business especially and and i just see people and we've already marked this episode as explicit so i may as well get a little relaxed here we see people well i see people doing dumb shit um and using end of financial year as this justification for Going and dropping sixty five grand on a on a Ute, mm. who's oh tax minimization, brah. And I don't know if people actually speak like that, um, but it's it's <laughs> it bothers me because it's been made into this big thing, and I either have my head up my clacker or I'm barking up the wrong tree somehow because I have never seen this need to be a massive panic for most people in business it's not that big a deal it's just an arbitrary date and if you've got your shit together you could just pretty much forget about it and cruise on through um and just get on with life i want to point out that we're not going to go into the finer details today of what you do need to have together your shit together as warwick says yeah um for the end of financial year because we do have a webinar coming up so we've continued with our commitment to have Monthly webinars. Free education. Um, there you free go. education every month. We're like, so. we're like a Labor government, Nick. Free education for everybody. Look out. <laughs> uh, so that will be taking place on the uh, 24th of May. So if you're listening to this before then, 24th of May, you can just pop on over to our website, www.tradiesandbusiness.com.au forward slash webinar, 
and register for the end of financial year uh, webinar that we'll be doing to give you all of the exact steps that you need to take as a business owner. Today is talking about a more general view of what happens at the end of the year and I think it's a bunch of panic. I, I see this every year in the Facebook groups I'm part of with lots of other trade business owners and they're all in a flap. I don't know what I've got to do before the end of the financial year. The Usually truth is, stuff all. <laughs> there's not much at all. I can't recall a time that I've done anything other than talk to my accountant, of course. Well, well hang on, Nick. Hang on. I, now I'm cutting across you here. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have just said something really important. And that's why I want, if you're listening to this, well, you, you are, because you, I just said, are you listening to this? <laughs> nice one was. I'm pretty smart. Uh, but sometimes I say some really dumb shit. <laughs> so listening to this, I want you to understand that Nick hasn't had to do much at all for Yoffi in her businesses over the years. Many of our clients don't really have to do it all that much. I've never done bugger all in my businesses around Yoffi mm. over the years because we did the stuff that we're going to cover in the webinar. Now that sounds like a really blatant suck in. It's like, come to our webinar, but we just don't have time and it's a bit, some of it's a bit techie, so we figure the best way to do this and to give you all of the good stuff is to make that the topic of our next um, free tradie business education session. Oh, well, there you go. There's an acronym for you. <laughs> um, TBEX, we could call that. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we'll go through all of the things that you do need to do so that Yoffi is a bit like what we're talking about. It's like, mm. oh, is it the end of financial year? Wow, I missed it. Mm. Because you've got your shit together. Hmm. And I think some of the risks that I'd like to talk about in this episode, Nick, are what I would like you listening to this to avoid in your business and avoid getting caught up in the hype, in the, the you know, people smoking their own fumes about this stuff. And I think, to be honest, Nick, there are businesses out there, even in our industry, that take advantage of the fact that people panic at this time of year and mm. think they need to do all this stuff. There's a whole bunch of FOMO. And it just doesn't need to be that way. Hey, Tradies in Business, was here. Sorry to interrupt your listening pleasure. I'm joined by Coxie, of course. <laughs> Hello. You may not know this, Tradie or Tradie Wife or whoever you are listening to this program, but we're business coaches. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that feels weird no. to say. <laughs> <laughs> But we do actually work with people just like you to solve a bunch of problems. And we have this fantastic program called the Tradepreneur Program, and that's how we do it. And we do it with a wonderful community of trade business owners who are all trying to fix or improve or change things to progress. Things like getting behind on quoting, Coxie. Feeling overwhelmed, behind on your invoicing feeling really stressed or frustrated about the money stuff. Sometimes you can pay the bills. Sometimes you can't. What about staff? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, staff. Trying to get them to do what you want them to do. If you can even find them in the first place. Uh, there's so many struggles. And we've seen clients tackle these things in their trade businesses in a quite a short space of time, to be honest, mm -hmm. during the program and recruit staff at a time where everybody was saying you can't get good staff. Mm -hmm. improve their quality from their team, collect their debts much more quickly. We have, have sessions. Tips? 
Yes. Getting tips. Yes. So uh, people rounding up, customers rounding up the invoice by hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. because they're so happy with the sales process and the experience of dealing with the trade business owner and their team. So some amazing stories from our clients. But, you know, as they say in the, in the commercials, don't take it from us. Uh, <laughs> hear what some of our clients have to say. Coming into Christmas, we are not worried about money. We've got enough money in the bank to pay everybody's leave. There's work booked in for the new year. And for the first time in a long time, we'll be having three weeks off and not worrying about the business. That's probably the biggest win of all. Using the cash flow forecasts, I've been able to look into the future and see where I'm going to be situated financially. And it's actually started to have a huge bearing on whether or not I make purchases. By far, one of the best things about working with Nick and Woz are the other businesses that are working alongside them. It is amazing how empowering it is to be working alongside like-minded people who have similar goals, similar troubles. We can all relate to each other and everybody helps everybody out by figuring out problems with you that they may have faced previously. Everybody has solutions and constructive feedback and it's an incredibly friendly, warm, welcoming environment, not threatening at all. From every job, I know that I will get a sustainable wage that's industry leading. I can have at least 10 to 20% profit and I can pay taxes, super, all of that. And I do not have to question whether or not I can because of the way that it's been built. And that is thanks to traders and business and what they've taught me and what I've learned. So there you go. There's some real people. We did not pay them to say those things. <laughs> and I think that sounds a lot better than Coxie and I reading them out. We really would love for you to check out more about how you could take your trade business to where you would like it to be. Surely you have a vision of what things could be like or what you wish they were like on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. um, whether that is reducing stress or actually making more money. Maybe it's spending more time with the family, taking more holidays, having the choice mm. that you really wanted when you started your business instead of this beast that seems to be there for many of you listening to this program. So if you want to find out more about how we do this through the Tradiepreneur program, Coxie's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to be really secretive and uh, keep all of our magic up our sleeves. What I would like you to do, though, is head on over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au. You can learn all about us, why we do what we do, and how you can work with us, what that actually looks like. There's a whole bunch of free stuff there for you to download, uh, lots of options. We've always got new stuff going up onto the website and a great place for you to learn a whole bunch more about how you can work with us. You can even book a 15-minute chat. For free. For free. That's how abundant we are. So head over to the website, uh, check it out, book a chat with us, and we'd love to find out if you'd be a great fit for the Tradiepreneur community and start hanging out with some of those people that you just heard from. <laughs> no, I think um, there is a lot of panic. There's a, It's a great marketing opportunity like any other time that there is panic around anything because we don't know and so that makes us feel, feel fearful. God, that was a mouthful. Uh, instead of just getting educated and figuring out what we do need to know. And for the most part, like you say, it's it's very little. Many, Most of you will be on top of this already um, and we'll give you a great checklist so that you can go into it feeling confident and not feeling like you're behind, not mm. getting it right, not making mm. the right choices, 
might prevent you from spending money you don't need to spend, yep. um, which is always lovely because then maybe there's other opportunities you could utilize that money for. Yeah. And that's the one that, that bothers me the most is people get caught up in this idea that they need to do all this fancy stuff before June 30 mm. in order to save tax mm-hmm. or take advantage of, I don't know, like government um, provisions. Incentives, yep. Yeah, incentives, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we, we run through some of the misconceptions, I guess, um, on our website on the on the registration page. As Nick said before, just tradiesandbusiness.com.au forward slash webinar. Um, or there'll probably be a, a really annoying pop-up at some stage that we'll set up so you can't escape it. Um, but you'll see the things that we run through there. And and I unfortunately have seen a lot of businesses over uh, more than a decade of, of coaching spend unnecessary money and forget about the fact, and, and I know we're going to cover this in the webinar, and I can't help it, but talk about this one specific thing today, Coxie, because it bugs the shit out of me. Mm. They will spend 50000 to save 10000 mm. in, in tax, for example. And, and, and you know, those numbers are not correct. But just as a concept, even if it's, you know, go buy a new computer for two and a half grand because it's, inverted commas, tax deductible mm-hmm. and get the write-off, but you're only saving... Your tax rate, and I think a lot of people aren't educating themselves, they're not informing themselves about how the system actually works so they can make a balanced choice considering everything else that's going on in their business. We get Mm. this narrow, blinkered view of, I just need to get my tax stuff sorted by June 30th. It's like, well, hang on, what about everything else that you've been focusing on in the last 12 months in business? Mm. Have you forgotten about all that suddenly? Yeah. There's way more to think about than just saving tax. I think the other thing that, well, the one thing that really irritates me is the, the slanting conversations at this time of year around how crappy everyone's accountant is. Oh. Don't you? It must annoy you, given oh. the background. But I, <laughs> I, I'm fortunate to have a fantastic accountant, and he's fantastic because I spent a lot of time talking with him, a lot of time meeting with him. I meet with him at least six times a year, and we plan together for what's coming. And we do that because I keep him educated around what decisions I'm making so that he can understand what my end of financial year might need to look like. There's no way he can understand that I've decided that I want massive growth in my business this year. And so my turnover might half again, or it might double or something similar, unless I tell him he doesn't have a crystal ball. There's no way for him to understand that. I hear time and time again, bloody accountant didn't tell me that I should have done this and I should have done mm. that. But did you tell him what you were planning to do in the first place? Bloody Is it really your accountant's fault? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I find that to be one of the more challenging conversations that we have quite frequently. Yes, there are, there are good accountants and there are bad. I won't take away from the fact that some aren't so great. Some aren't proactive. I would like to see an um, accountant's proactively reaching out to their clients and setting up meetings at least a couple of times a year. Tax planning, hello, yes, it's boring and saving money is not. Mm. Um, and keep them informed with what's going on so that they can help you make the right decisions instead of you listening to the advice you get in some Facebook group and going and acting upon it and getting yourself into some trouble. Or, you know, <clears throat> at the servo, like that's, that's not where you get advice from. No, you need to find a professional and talk to a professional. And so none of what we talk about within this webinar and on the podcast is specific for you. That's for your professional to help you work through. Mm. 
that's not for 100%. us. We can give you suggestions and give you broad education around what you need to know at the end of financial year, but we don't talk specifically to your example because it's impossible for us to know what's going on for you. I, yeah, so <laughs> you're just trying to wind me up, Coxie. Maybe Something that presses my buttons about that whole accounting thing is people judge the the um, expertise or worth of their accountant based on the size of their tax refund. Yes. Tax bill. That's got nothing to do with, well, it's got little to do with your accountant. Mm. That's your fault mm-hmm. as the business owner. And if that's a bit chest pokey, then good, because I want you to think about this, listener. I want you to think about this. I want you to educate yourself, inform yourself, and then you can make some better choices. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want you to get out of today's episode. If you do come to the webinar, we'll go through some specifics. Um, we'll talk about, we obviously can't give financial advice in any of our sessions because we're not you know, licensed. We don't pay all this money to the government to call ourselves a something or other. Um, and Coxie and I have a buttload of experience in many industries, not just the trades, when it comes to business structure and performance and strategy and everything else, all the, all the boring stuff that us mm-hmm. business coaches go and learn about, um, and accountants and financial planners and, mm-hmm. and uh, those sorts of finance professionals that have spent years um, learning about all this stuff. So we, you don't need to know all of that, but you do still need to educate yourself about uh, I guess the fundamentals so that you can avoid getting swept up in panic and fear-based action at this time of year. Mm. And that's what I really want you to avoid because those those financial commitments can be really costly to a small business. Mm. You, know, you go and tie up unnecessary money chasing tax savings or whatever else you're doing at at the end of financial year, that can really negatively impact your lifestyle over the next 12, 24 months, five, 10 years even. Mm. And unfortunately, I've seen people make some catastrophic mistakes in that regard. And in hindsight, it's like, shit, we never should have done that. Yeah, but hindsight's too late in those circumstances. That's right. Warwick, you know what I really want to know? Mm, can I have a new what? handbag? Will it be tax deductible? <laughs> I'm heading into the city for lunch today and I'll be really close to Louie. And oh, I, my gosh. I'm going in to get myself a handbag. I have, I have, yeah, <laughs> I have a, actually a current example and I'm not going to, I'm just thinking, listeners, through the example to make sure I don't out anybody here. And I think it's okay. So I have a mate, who, a mountain biking mate, and he has. Landed himself a job in the mountain biking industry. Whoa. And his his first message to me was, so that makes my bike tax deductible, right? <laughs> and that is such a common approach to, well, everything to do with spending money in business. And mm. uh, you know what, listeners? Because it's tax deductible, that does not justify spending the money, Nicole. No, do not buy the handbag. That's just not fair. because it might be tax deductible. <laughs> and if you want to know if it is, you should go and talk to a an accountant that you trust, that you think has the relevant expertise, and they will give you some guidance as well. But you know what? Something, Coxie, that a lot of taxpayers don't realize is... If you claim something and 
the ATO happened to do an audit on you, which happens more often than you might believe. That is not deductible. It is you, the taxpayer. I've just got the warning that my internet connection is unstable, so I suspect we just lost half of that. We did. So if you claim something on your tax that turns out to not be tax deductible if you happen to get an audit, it's not your accountant that gets in trouble. It's you mm-hmm. as the taxpayer. And, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. When you sign off on your financials and you submit your tax return, you are taking personal responsibility for what is being claimed in your tax lodgement, not hey, your just... accountant. They don't get in trouble. Oh, I feel like you're being killed, Joy, now. <laughs> and this is why, Nick. Yeah. I want listeners to educate themselves because you you will get told that by your accountants in the fine print, in the lodgement advice and all that stuff. And so you can say, oh, my accountant's crap. He won't let me claim my fishing rod or my Gucci handbag or, you know, my airfares to, you know, take a holiday in Cairns. And I claimed that I was actually up there doing research on a job despite the fact that I live in friggin' Tasmania. Like, that's not your accountant's being overly conservative they're just trying to help you avoid prison time (laughs) or massive fines or both yeah i know people who have actually had criminal charges brought against them by the ato for for evading tax doing dodgy stuff so it's a risk um and it's about finding a balance in that but you need to educate yourself as to what is an appropriate risk to take in your small business we will give you some general information. Register for the webinar. It's a free education session for you. It's 30 minutes. We're going to smash out some key points, uh, hopefully stretch your brain a bit, give you some things to think about, and get you you know, feeling like you're able to take better responsibility for your actions mm. when it comes to Yoffy and your money and your family's future. So um, I'm going to stop talking, Nicole. I promise I won't allow him on his soapbox when we do the <laughs> webinar. It will only be 30 minutes. Oh. Uh, and it'll be jam-packed with information that you need to know just so that you feel secure. You can take a bit of action. I'll give you a whole month to take some action before the end of financial year. So we will see you hopefully on the 24th of May. Thanks for listening. Hey, You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.